1: Farmer owned, Vermont grown.
2: Hey, this is Oteal. If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an
3: extra episode every week. What's up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of Comes a Time. That's Oteal. That's Mike. We had a really great
2: one and a funny one <laughs> today. Uh Adam Dyes and Jesus Coombs from Lettuce. Y'all probably know about lettuce. They're some of the funkiest boys out there.
3: Yeah, they are. This was a great one because I was just able to listen and watch. And uh it was it was a it was amazing. It, this if you have motion sickness, anyone that's uh watched this one laying down, <laughs> you might want to take a dramamine. <laughs> oh, God. It definitely God, is was like good.
2: uh um almost like visually, like it was dosed, <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> but it's so cool. And very, uh, very much how it feels to me, like hanging out with them, just
3: such sweet guys, there was, man. There was a lot of points where I wanted to ask a question, but I kind of didn't want it like with the sound for people in zoom, it's difficult. Um, but that Berkeley thing, man, that Berkeley connection and that Berkeley scene and the jam session and all that, there's, there was so much that I want to know more about and and god what an unbelievable class i mean berkeley's berkeley but you know that class of musicians that came out of that era like holy shit there's a lot man cuz
2: i i met all those guys late. well i actually met them when they were teenagers but i didn't know you know we right. played boston with the aru and i think they snuck into the club or Kofi let them in at soundcheck or something mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> they were like, yeah, the, our friend transcri- transcribed Jimmy's solo off one of the records, you know? And so I think Jimmy handed him his guitar and he played it for him. And uh, I think it was Krez. And uh, so that, um, but they were like really young, you know? I mean, I was young, but I thought they're really, really young, you know? And uh, so then, you know, that, much later, uh, we run into them again, and they're just all killing, you know. But I remember that group like uh, Krasno and Schmeens, Deitch, Sam Kininger, Zoidis, yeah. uh, you know that whole and that uh, and Neil and Al Evans. I met around that same time, uh, and they were really young. Backbone Soul of either. the
3: scene right there. I mean, yeah, really. actually,
2: Neil and Al Elvin's were. Their band was called Moon Boot Lovers before Kraz got in it with Peter Prince. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was just like, oh my God, all these young guys are coming up and just gonna put us out of business. I, this seems to be a theme, like, you know, I was worried about hip hop, and the samplers were gonna put us out of business. Now the young guys are gonna put us out of business. Like, Teal, just calm down and play. You're
3: fine, dude. You're it's fine, okay.
2: dude. You know, I mean, I and they're, they're like, oh man, you guys are our heroes. It's just so You're like I was crazy. scared of you, <laughs> you know. But I mean, I was thrilled too because you know, oh, of course, just yeah. hearing them, just like wow. And I that still... era.
3: I mean, I, it's kind of interesting because it was like you know, there was a there was a period where you know, uh, you know Jerry dies, Fish takes a long break, <clears> and that two thousand to like two thousand two <throat> three, like all these amazing bands started popping up bonnaroo pops up festivals pop up it was just all this amazing stuff at once that was uh really incredible there were there were weeks at a time where it was like you could see soul live one night galactic the next night george clinton the next night like it was just but just everyone was touring and like just hitting the road hard it was such a great it was like a golden i was in my very early 20s so it was just a blast to see all of that you know i was partying hard but uh it was as with hey if you want to watch a hard party watch this episode (laughs) (laughs) this is great i
2: I love it you guys will
3: totally love it yeah absolutely thank you everyone for listening we're here on osiris home to so many great podcasts check them out at osirispod.com check out all of lettuce has a new album coming out very soon and uh, check out Everything Lettuce. And if you want to hear more of us, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comesatimepod for bonus episodes and a whole bunch of great curated stuff. Enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.
2: Man, it's good to see you guys.
4: Yeah, good to see you.
2: Happy birthday, Adam. Thank you. How old are you today? Uh, old enough. <laughs> I think the new generation, it's almost like women, like you're not supposed to ask.
3: Yeah. My,
0: uh, you know, I'm 28 in L.A., but you know. In L.A.? Yeah. How old are you
3: in space? That's all that matters. How old are you in, in space, space?
0: There's no space-time continuum, so I'm kind of like ageless and timeless in space. <laughs>
3: Exactly. Yeah, I see <laughs> you're
4: hovering over the metaverse, there, Adam. Happy birthday out there, you know.
0: <laughs> Thank, you, man. Thank you. We're you're celebrating whatever. the Twitter acquisition. So, yeah, it's a big day. It's a big day for the metaverse. I got to tell you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Jesus. I think it's the first time I've seen you without a beard, ever.
4: Dude, I, I saw you like a couple of days ago. He was. Patatucci, John Patitucci came oh, to our yeah. show. Right, yeah, he God.
0: has no beard. Right, he's trying to I go could, for the Patitucci. I, you, I
4: could do all the small talk, but I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to do the small talk, Go to, I want to tell you, John Patitucci came to our show, and he sat yeah. in, and it was awesome!
3: <laughs> nice, man. <laughs>
4: yeah, oh, yes. I had, my Fender, I had my Fender sitting there, and then I also had the Yamaha John Patitucci model bass sitting there. So I'm sure he was watching from the audience like, well, there's my bass, and I already signed it, so I might as well go play it. And uh, he, uh, he came up and shredded. and He's just the sweetest person. He was so encouraging, and he said how proud of us he is. And it was just, oh. I just wanted to tell. about it. it. just made, made my heart out, and it was so awesome.
2: So wait a minute. Let me get this right. You have a six-string
4: now? No. Huh? No. No, it's Fender four-strings, bass is only. huh?
5: Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
3: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
5: And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
0: 1999 or something. Yeah. And he's been bringing it to the Lettuce gigs and playing it on a few tunes recently and yeah she came to the gig and saw his beautiful shining signature bass sitting there on a stand (laughs) while while Jesus is ripping some funk on the four string. Yeah and and then they talked I guess you guys talked to the encore break
4: Yeah. He gave me a till he came to my house when I was fifteen years old. I had been playing bass six months. I had only just barely picked up the bass And John Patitucci, because he's friends with my dad and I had friends, my, you know, friends of the church that knew him. And he came to the house and he gave me a bass lesson before I even was a bass player at all. He spent three hours hours with me upstairs. And that's one of the things that made me really want to play music forever, you know.
2: Okay, so I have to get this story. (laughs) Your dad and John Patitucci go to the same church? Yes.
4: So there's a guy named Roby Duke. Roby Duke's a producer, sampler, like the beginning era of sampling with Eric Persing and Spectrosonics and Roby Duke. Rest in peace. He's my godfather. My godfather's name is Roby Duke. Rest in peace. He's an amazing, amazing musician, singer, songwriter. And he was best buddies with John. Growing up, he used to use John, but John on, he said, John slept on my couch, you know, when he was a producer. So uh, my dad and Roby Duke are best. And so he said when I started playing bass, he said, Oh, I'll have John come over. He called him Rooch. Rooch. He said, Oh, I'll have Rooch come over and play stuff on bass.
2: <laughs> That's his nickname. Oh, I can't wait to use that because he, he doesn't he'll never have any idea Rooch. that I would know that. Yo, Rooch, what's up?
0: <laughs> That's so...
4: uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just a little kid, really impressionable, just gotten my bass, you know, from the from the jazz band at school. And Patatucci shows up at my house for dinner and teaches me a lesson. And uh, I mean, just like it was amazing. He spent so much time and was so humble. I noticed that, you know, Othiel, just like you, I'll say this about you. You are the baddest cat. You're one of the baddest, best musicians I've ever met. And you're so humble. And I find that across the board, when someone's really, really got it, they're humble. They never <laughs> have, they're always encouraging you, telling you how you can do it too. And I just see that every across the board of great cats. If you're really a really bad cat, you, you never have you're always loving, kind just like you, Otil. You've encouraged me so much throughout the years. And when I you know when I oh, first my. say I didn't know you, and we saw you with A R U, and we lost our minds. We were little kids, and we just, you know, <laughs> we lost our minds. We didn't know what to do, and it changed changed our interpretation of music forever.
0: Absolutely, and, and and prior to going to Berkeley, after we met, we were sixteen. The way that we kind of got our stuff together was A R U bootleg, you know, like live shows and yeah. and Chick Corea Electric Band, like that. That we were like. Like, no. well, I was going, you know, Schmeen's was going hard on both, you know, like that hey, ARU shit. Jesus and I were really into the Chicory the Electric band, like, the, you know, Light Years and, and you know, the records after that. What's our record?
4: Uh, yeah. uh, beneath the Mask. Beneath, beneath the, mask. the Mask.
0: Yeah, that record's very important to me and Jesus and, like, just our friendship and, and yeah. you know, so to have Patatucci there was special.
2: Yeah, for yeah. our fans that don't know, uh, John Patatucci, who's one of my heroes. He teaches at Berkeley now. Uh and he was the bassist when I first first saw him with Chick Korea Electric Band. And yeah. uh more recently has done like the last latest greatest timeless Wayne Shorter stuff. Yeah. And uh man, you're so right about Chick. <sighs> I mean and um uh, so right about John such a humble cat man uh, so
4: humble right i
2: never got to meet chick but i've hung out with john a number of times uh-huh. and it's just i never forget one time i ran into him in an airport and <laughs> he had just he was coming back from <laughs> tour with wayne and you know we were talking about upright and six string. I was telling him, you know, I never played upright. And he goes, look at this. And, you know, when I, if I haven't played for a long time, I'll get these blisters on my fingertip. He got this blister on the side because he played upright like this. Ah. And the blister was about this long. Wow. And just It wasn't a blister. It was a huge blister that ripped. And then the whole blister part ripped off. And there was just this raw yep. crater. And oh. I looked at it. It was the angriest. Most painful thing I'd ever seen, <laughs> blister wise. Yeah, and I just looked at him. And I was like, Beast. "You had to play on that, didn't you?" And he was like, oh. "Yeah, for a real long time." Real I mean, long. The pain you just can't imagine, you know. And uh, but amazing. we had this super deep conversation, and just like he's just the absolute coolest. When you meet one of your heroes like that, I saw Electric Band in Virginia Beach when I was. Uh I well, want maybe 20, 19 or 20. And it was the first time I'd seen him live, and that's the first time I saw a six-string bass live. Ever. I'd seen yeah. Anthony Jackson play one. Mm. And that was it. I don't know anybody else that even had one or played one yeah. that I knew of. And then I saw him playing that Ken Smith. And I was like, man, one I'll never be able to afford one of those you know he just shredded it i never got to meet him or anything back then but i mean i was a true fan so when i did what year
0: did you get your six otiel uh
2: 1990 like either the end of 90 i think it was the end of 91
0: yeah sounds about right
2: it was uh right when we cut that first record
4: I talked yeah. to him about you though. I told him how killing and you were, and what a what a sweet cat you are, and that what good friends we we are. And he said, "Yeah, you're killing." He he loves your playing. Obviously. He knows. He knows. He knows. Yeah. He knows. yeah they've <laughs>
2: had me on those Berkeley zooms. You know oh, yeah. where you're on there, like you know th- the heaviest one was probably. Uh, remember when it, Rocco died? Yes. Wow. And then all these bass players came on, like. <laughs> All of my heroes and more. And then it was a beautiful, there was crying and like, oh man, like Paul Jackson came on before he passed and he's sitting in his car and he's talking and and just going over memories and stuff. And where all the memories, just watching all my heroes have Mm -hmm. memories about Rocco with each other. It was just so crazy. And then just all of a sudden, on a total left turn, Paul Jackson just burst into tears. Just like full on lost it. He's like, I'm sorry. I got to just, I love you guys. I got, you know, I got to go right. And it was just so heavy. And then afterwards, Steve Bailey group text every bass player that was on that Zoom. So all of a sudden, I had all... Of my hero's phone numbers. <laughs> in <my Yeah>. phone. <laughs> That's great I when that happens. Like,
0: oh shit!
2: What? As yeah. a- <laughs> I got Ron Carter's phone number. I got. Oh, I can mean, wow. just go down the list, dude. And I did no, because no I was, was like,
1: later no. I was like,
2: "Yo, uh, whose number was this?" <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> <I> start calling. <laughs> whose number was? This? But, but they were all. They're all so humble. So you know when you meet yeah. the asshole. I try to remember, hey, maybe they have a drug problem. Maybe something happened where they're just, that's them right now.
3: Yeah, or they're not great yeah. yet.
2: This is not, yeah, this is this. I've is seen not guys them.
0: do 180s from from being jerks to becoming completely humble and apologizing. So people can always change. Hopefully they do. Yeah. You know, like I've, I got like hugged by this dude who like really messed with me at Berkeley. And like, you know, and this was like literally 20 years later and uh and like i was just like wow that's like you know it's proof that people can can change and and realize that that being cool to people and you know helping nurture young musicians is the way to do it and not make them feel inferior yeah you know uh, so yeah it's it's great to see that
4: totally agree it's like encouragement is so it's so uplifting and one little disc will hurt can hurt so bad, like fuck, I could start crying about it. just like like one little disc could just take someone from not even being a musician anymore. You know, just like yeah. the somebody you look up to says something shitty. Tell
0: them about Viddy, man, Anthony
4: No way.
2: <laughs>
4: well, you know, I'm that's why it? I didn't
2: go to New York and do the jazz thing, because mm. my teacher was Kofi. He was so nice. Yeah. And I just was like, I don't even play upright. Like these guys are going to eat me alive. Sure. you know, And I don't care. Like I've had really nice teachers like Kofi. Like I don't need the asshole exactly. experience. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And maybe Not
3: it would have been elevation. good for me. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and, that even, and that even goes back to that. That even goes back to that. Those people that have a concept of success versus fame, you know, Like those people that have their own definition of success are the ones that tend to be like, Yeah, I don't give a fuck what the big eyeball thinks. Like I don't I don't care what New York and LA thinks. Like I'm just gonna be here in my pocket getting great.
2: Sometimes it's not like tough love. Sometimes it's just you know, there's like a bitterness thing, like, this is what I went through, so this is what you gotta do. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that whole that whole story. It's, oh, it's called just like... revenge. It's called revenge, and it's not <laughs> yeah. fun. And, that, <laughs> and I don't and that, I don't
2: even know because I just sidestepped it all. I was like, I got Kofi, and I don't, you know, I'm not. Well, you
0: created a movement. You were part of a movement down south, bro. And like, yeah. we were up in New York hearing, listening to y'all. You know, yeah. y'all created a Big scene time. down there with, with Sype and everybody, and like, you know, we were the we were on the the wave of that. You know, like. That was crazy.
4: It's like watching, it's like watching skate. It's like I compare it to skateboarding or skiing, snow skiing, or something. It's like you don't know it's possible until you see somebody like you do it. Until all of a sudden, we watched you and Sipe and the and ARU do it, and we said, Oh, it's possible. I didn't know it was possible, but these guys are doing it, so it's possible. You gotta, you're like innovating, breaking ground in the sport almost, you know.
2: (laughs) You know, one thing I want to ask you about because you i know that you, jesus you've recorded all this like rap stuff with super heavyweight people <laughs> yeah. so i guess like <laughs> tell me a, a little bit of the story about you and your brother cuz i i'm feel I, it sounds like it's connected to roby and all this
4: uh, Yeah. I'm not sure like what studio what's the life deal basically studio life is just an amazing wonderful world as you know but like my dad was in the studio when I was a little kid so that when I was just a little kid, he would lift me up as a baby to show me all the lights on the board. And I, you know, it just looks like a spaceship to me. So, you know, we learned etiquette. We learned, you don't talk in the studio. You don't, don't, you can't make a bunch of noise because they're listening and they're using their ears. So you just learn all this studio etiquette and, and being, especially being around Patatucci, I would watch. So Patatucci lived in Long Beach where I live now and he drove to LA to do studio sessions. So I just, was trying to be like this dude. He was really nice and good man, you know, like not really drugged man. out, just good to his wife and good to his family and played the crap out of the bass and just like knew how to be in the right place at the right time. So, honestly, so I graduated Berkeley. When I graduated Berkeley, my brother plays drums. And so Ty, you know Tycoon, he wanted yep. me to come home. He's yep. like, come yeah. home, you did. Let's you just about Tycoon for home. a
0: second. Tycoon mm-hmm. is like a savant with rhythm and, and like his time is un- unbelievable. And, and his knowledge of hip hop is like beyond, beyond 99% of everyone I've ever heard. And wow. like, he's really he's dope. And he just like got so into producing, which I, I love his, his tracks, but like his drumming is unbelievable. And we're going to play in New Orleans. So I'm very excited. Um, I'm so yeah. psyched! like the time
2: yeah. that I, that me and Kofi had with you and Ty. Oh, Jesus. You I know, love like, that day. I got some great pictures. Man. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. really glad we got to do that. So you, so you the, ended um, up like recorded, did Ty get you into the. Well, Ty got, yeah, hip-hop everything hip-hop. comes
4: from Ty. Everything is all connected to each other, but he said, come home. And I said, I'm not coming home. I'm, I'm learning, still learning music out here in Boston. I said, if if you get me a a touring musician gig, I want to tour. I'm I'm come out here. I want to be a touring musician. So he gets (laughs) us a touring musician. So I won't come home. So he's like, figures it out. My (laughs) brother's a G. So he gets Cy Smith is an amazing singer. She sang backgrounds for Whitney when she was like 15 years old. She had a deal with Disney with uh, Hollywood Records to, you know, a record deal. So she was going to tour and open for Macy Gray. And so Ty got me the touring gig opening for Macy Gray with Cy si Smith on a bus. The whole thing, the, tour, the professional life that I wanted. So I came home to Cali. I did that. And then we just started going to studio sessions all the time. And I would go to sessions with Ty. And then one day, DJ Quick was in the B room or the A room. And I was in the B room. And Ty went in there and told him, my brother's the greatest bass player. Da, 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 da. Did he really yeah, do my it? brother's been helping me the whole time. He introduced oh, wow. me to Quick. And I went in there with Quick and Quick said, oh, Robert Bacon, who's a really bad cat, Robert Bacon, he just went on tour with Raphael Sadiq today and I need a bass player, guitar player right now. So it literally 10 years later, I worked with Quick 10 years every single day. I would drive up there and just look for his car. He had this teal mercedes this really weird colored mercedes and i would right. look at all the studios i would literally drive my dad's car up to la an hour and drive around from studio to studio to see if i could find this teal <laughs> mercedes and then i'd ring the doorbell and tell him i'm eric i'm a bass player named eric You met one time you know, like, that's how it <laughs> and there was a lot of nights where I didn't find that teal Mercedes and I went home on handed <laughs> you know, Just drove home an hour wasting gas, just trying to believe, you know, trying to believe yeah. in this project. So. But then after a while, I worked with Quick for a long time. Then I went to Talib Kweli was playing at the House of Blues and I had played at House of Blues. I'd done a few gigs. And I knew how to sneak backstage. So I snuck backstage the House of Blues. And I see Kanye West in the hallway. Nobody knows who Kanye West is. He's not an artist. He's a producer. So I walk up to Kanye West. And I say, hey, my brother says you make dope beats. My name is Eric. I say bass for DJ Quick. And he goes, I <laughs> like DJ Quick. Take my phone number. <laughs> so he That's gives me, amazing. I put his phone number in my Nokia phone. Just hustle, man i will never say enough about hustle believing in yourself speaking highly of yourself especially when you don't believe it
1: (laughs) you know know, when you're beating
4: yourself up on the inside tell that person in front of you you're the greatest of all time because they might believe it and give you a chance anyway i told kanye west my brother says you make dope beats and the rest is his he said call me on monday i caught him monday and Yeah, I went up there and rocked on College Dropout. I rocked on uh, All Falls Down and and another, the first song on the album called Drug Dealing. And it was like a really cool. The thing was, he had another musician in there to vet me to make sure I wasn't wasting his time. So there was like an older musician cat in there that I played for first. He knew all about Chick He knew all about ARU, O'Fusion. He knew about every kind of music. So he checked me out to make sure I was cool. And he was Kanye like, this guy's knew about ARU? He knew about, about, yes. he knew about wow. everything. He knew about ah. ARU, <laughs> <Chicoria>. <laughs> He knew everything. Yeah. So <laughs> Holy
2: shit. that's, a, so, that's yeah, the like, other thing I tell young people, I was like, you never know who's watching you. Yeah. You just, I mean, oh. back then, ARU, we never played any big places. We were playing to like, yeah. I mean, we did Horde <laughs> tour and <laughs> stuff knew. like that, but we were on when nobody we was here like 4.30 in the afternoon. But when I got the Almond yeah. Brothers gig, I said, why oh. did you call me? And they said, well, we just kept hearing about you from all these different people. And I was just playing every shitty college bar in the country. But, but you had records but, out. And everything. And promoters yeah. talk. And you had records. And out the them? world is small, you know?
4: Yeah. 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 I told Pat Itucci, or no, Chris Laughlin told Pat Itucci about how all the gospel cats, like Hezekiah and all these heavy gospel bass players were checking him out. And he was like, I didn't know anybody's listening. You know, it's like we I, I, that's a real that's a real important notion yeah. is that sometimes people are listening and you don't yes. think they are. You know, like you're playing your bass, just keep playing it because you know what? God is listening and then <laughs> other people are too. <laughs> like people <laughs> somebody's listening, man. <laughs> yeah it's not, sure. your music does not fall on deaf ears ever because the universe is gigantic and right mm. you until our, our 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 sound waves that we create here they never end they go on forever right eternally
2: absolutely the words that we speak i'm trying to check that because those vibrations they go out and they ripple a long way too even if nobody hears them <laughs> they're yeah, heard and felt fine, yeah you know like it really makes me check being judgmental but can, can you so get cool. before we move on from this because i really do want to get to lettuce and the formation of all that can you give people just oh, yeah. a smattering of uh some of the hip-hop legends you've recorded with
4: yeah, Kanye West on, on, on Dropout, and I'd say he's a very humble person. He's not an egomaniac, like everybody says. Snoop Dogg's super cool. He just wants to smoke weed. Um, he's really nice, and he's funky. And, and Snoop Dogg's just down to do whatever. Like, he's down to hear your musical idea and do it. Like, he's, like these people are not egomaniacs. Snoop is so humble. So Snoop, Kanye... Dr. Dre is a really good friend, extremely encouraging person, a very amazing person. Dr. Dre is very powerful. Um, it goes on and on. ludicrous. Uh, Mariah, <laughs> Lil Wayne. I mean, it literally Louis
0: goes. Chris. Lil Wayne, Eminem. Yeah,
4: you know, thank you. I found um, out about it. I William. was like, <laughs> wait a
0: minute.
2: They he's. Him and Ty have this whole other thing I didn't even know about. I was like, oh, my goodness, man. He
0: he had to, like, you know, to come out with lettuce was, like, leaving that scene. So, like, he kind of gave that up, which was – it was getting more and more fruitful for him. And he was like, yeah, let's be a band and let's do this. You know, we're like, yes, Jesus wants to, you know. So it was like, (laughs) you know, it's like he always had the choice to either do that or come out and, and do the band. And now he's kind of found, like, a, a, a middle ground, which is great. Yeah. But, you know, you're still doing dope stuff out there, you know. So, dope. and the band is popping. I mean, so it's just like really my cool.
4: destiny was always lettuce, you know. Like, I can I can bring, like, realistically, I, these guys trained me so hard. It's so, like, I was in a hip-hop group with Deitch. So we were in Lettuce and it was literally the exact same band, pretty much with a couple of different members. But we had one band called The Formula and one band called Lettuce. So we would do live hip hop and we were such hip hop. Oh, we were such hip hop fanatics. And we did. We're so young that we didn't we didn't have all this like, oh, that's not music. You know, we weren't like, oh, that's not music. We're just like, how do you play it? Yeah, I was way like to figure that. out how it to play like, it and make it sound
0: yeah, right, you know? It, yeah, it was like, this is our musical identity. Like, this is yeah. what yeah. makes us different. We're not from rock and, like rock and roll heavy Eagle. metal guys. We're hip hop yeah. guys. Like, no yeah, no We like rock like, and roll or any other style. At all. It's like, we were just saying that, like, hip hop is what, by, you know, get, by dissecting the music of it and understanding it in a deeper way, it, it did kind of change the way we played, you know, completely. Yeah.
4: It so, really you guys,
2: did. how old were you when you had Formula? How did you guys meet initially? Uh, yeah. Going I mean, way back, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Right. When we, met w- when we, we were 16, in 1992. Lil John, yeah. John Roberts and Chris Laughlin were doing a jam session. And they were just there no jamming way. during the day in one of the ensemble rooms. And there was a sign on, on in the hallway that said, Jam session this way with an arrow. Yep. And uh,
4: and, we, that
0: and me and Jesus did not know each other. And uh, we just both saw the sign and went into this room. Yeah. And I sat next to this dude. Who, you had little twist <sighs> braids in your hair or something like that. And looked like a, you know, he yeah, you know, had <laughs> yeah, some surfer shit. And I, and I sat next to you and we were just like, we couldn't believe the level of funk that was in front of our faces. Like hearing little John at any point in his career is mind blowing but especially when he was 23 24 years old and just completely you know i've never heard a drummer to this day that could do what he does and like i know otiel grew up with him and well, i Landon, didn't
2: because the crazy thing is you're well i in
0: a way I he, he considers you family
2: he always talks about. I, you well i was there. i'm thinking you know I was grown then, but I was like 24, right. or 25, <laughs> I was still kind of a kid. But you're you're absolutely blowing my mind because I did not Dikes. know that. You know, Little well, John played on my last record,
0: and uh, as he should.
4: Yeah, Little John brought I, me and Dice together. Hundred. Yeah, yeah, this is two blowing you my 100%. mind. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna see season.
2: Little John day after tomorrow. He's coming to our gig, and I'm gonna try to get him to sit in on one of the yes! tunes that we did mm-hmm. on my record in Atlanta. Okay. It, I was thinking about this today, Mike, I told you something shifted today, didn't I? I told yeah. you something shifted yeah. yesterday.
3: Yeah. Yesterday. Okay, so, yesterday. so I was thinking about- As a birthday about,
0: present, I want you to tell me when that gig with jo- little John is and where it is. And I might Thursday. just fly out. <laughs>
2: it's Thursday, Atlanta, Sweetwater 420 festival. <laughs> I think we're playing at, I got to get the time, but it's early afternoon. Okay, cool. So, so I'm living I, I, in Birmingham. That's something
0: I would I would go. I would sell veggie burritos out front, and I'll <laughs> meet <and>, you, <laughs> yeah, you should call me there, man. <laughs> you know, man, the, yeah. the
2: web of this is absolutely insane. Yeah. So I was yeah, living okay. in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm really young, man. This is like I'm probably twenty-five or six. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was about to do. Uh, the peacemaker so I must have been a little bit older maybe I was 28. <laughs> anyway I um I wanted I was looking for a different drummer I wanted somebody that really knew jazz but also knew funk so I was like I want that funk and I want the go-go from DC but yeah. I also want Elvin yeah right mm-hmm. and my ex-wife goes out to see Eric's Eric Essex yeah a cat that's He's very well Essex. known yeah in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and he had little John on drums. (laughs) I got home from ARU tour. She was like, I think I found that drummer that you're what you said you're looking for. Yeah. She was
0: right. And I was
2: like, okay. So he came to Birmingham. I think he might've been still living in Philly or it was Dublin time in Atlanta and played. And I saw that same little, and I just, my face was like this. I was right. like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he so- played. He actually played with the ARU for a while.
0: Wow. That's uh-huh. what I haven't heard yet, and I really want to hear
2: that. Ithaca, New York. It's recorded. Uh, Ithaca. Oh, I'm going it. to find it. What happened with this site? I don't know. I, maybe he broke his foot or something. Wow. And I, he came out. So then, you know, later on, I, I ended up much, you know, we – we just stayed boys for years. So to hear that you guys met because of him, like for fans that don't know, totally John has
4: played with everybody he did this last tour. He, he did on Summertime, Jeff, uh, J- DJ Jazzy Jeff from Fresh Prince, Summertime is a classic kid. He played on Janet Jackson Velvet Robe Tour. Wow. And he-
2: but when, the when last I last tour he did was of- Janet Jackson or Stevie Wonder to Janet Jackson back to back. I was like, "Little John, you just got magic on you. Damn.
3: Damn.
0: Yeah. That's how. And Prince. A lot of- There's videos of Prince just crushing with Prince, you know, like.
4: Uh, yeah. Hey, Deitch. Deitch. Yo. Mark Simmons called me this morning. Me too nice cool he said to say he just man i love mark simmons man he yeah, brought we, us together too we were yeah. playing together and he just said hey you guys have something special you need to stay together and we both just were like okay yeah you know you know but you know that helped so it helps a lot like what i was saying early on is that encouragement really does go a long way and discouragement hurts really bad so like yeah. encourage." Encourage your artist friends, even if you're Encourage just... Encourage each other. Enc-
3: football. Adam, <laughs> I remember seeing you, uh, one of the first, uh, like, you know, real, I mean, that, that Schofield album that you were on was just mm. like, mm. God damn, it was mm. one of the most incredible things, dude. You were, and seeing <laughs> you live, like, I was just like, I can't believe that this is one person and then i Thank just stood so there watching you from the side of the stage at toad's place in new haven and it was a saturday night early and you fucking tore it up and then one of my just all-time favorite musicians of all time and to see you guys together man that was a trip that was a lot of fun and that was a great era that was like a golden era for our scene that's like when the hip-hop yeah. and everything kind of started to like really you know yeah. melt I, I definitely felt weird 2000s. like
0: not doing lettuce during that time like i was like you know, all, you know, all the other bands were building their their worlds. You know, all the guys that we're doing shows with or, you know, whatever, th- they were building their their thing. And here I am, like, building, Scofield, you know, like, working with Scofield. It was a legend. I was, like, fortunate to do it. But there was also, like, this, like, oh, man, like, I miss my boys, too. You know, it was, and me and Scove met because Kraz had him sitting with Lettuce. You know, wow. so if he didn't hear me playing with those guys, maybe he wouldn't have dug me. So it's like, it's just crazy how it all worked out. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that lettuce, you know, is where it's at now. And, yeah, you know, I feel like I have to work twice as hard to make up for that lost time with, with like Schofield and Average White Band, you know, like I got to write more. I got to, I got to give, I got to do more. I got to like just keep pushing,
4: you know, and like, because I just love it so much, you know. And. Right, because I'm thinking the same thing. And the whole time I'm working with Dr. Dre, which most people just want to do that only, I'm thinking, man, where I miss my boys. I am my Straight <laughs> up. But, but you know,
0: incredible.
2: you guys did make up for it. You're playing Newport Jazz Festival. You, did, uh, you yeah. got to tell me about Bootsy,
4: please. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, We've
3: been dying to boots. get him on.
4: Is, all of a sudden, now, is our friend. He's so sweet. And once again, oh super God. humble. Super humble and an amazing legend. But, like, you know, just, <laughs> he breaks the ice super quick where you don't feel all the, you know, He just, man. His heart's so full on? of
0: love. Yeah. They, we, we walk in. They had sandwiches for us. And they had food. And, you know, he had his own brand of wine that he brought out for us, yeah. you know. and with star,
4: Yeah, they gave us star starglass. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so it, it was a legendary day um, for our for us. Like he's, we consider him like the Untouchables. Like, yeah, you know, Bootsy Herbie, you know, like those kind of guys that are just like, wow, you know, from another planet. Yeah.
2: I call so, it the Age of Heroes. Yeah, <laughs> legend, like, you know, the yeah. Mount Olympus, you know, Mount
0: Olympus, X Men, like yeah. you know, the 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 ones the.
3: Pyramid the ones building. that
0: bring God's notes to, to Earth. That's
3: but right. even like getting to play with the guy, like you're spending time with Dre, you're spending time with Schofield, and then you get back together with your boys and mm. you sit down and play. And it's like, look what I learned. Look what I picked. Exactly. Up. Look what I, you know? So you're bringing so much more back to the boys and back to the crew. What's up, everybody? This is Mike, and today's show is sponsored by Sunset Lake CBD a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with stress and sleep without breaking the bank.
2: Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee owned hemp farm located just outside of one of our favorite places, Burlington, Vermont. For years, Sunset Lake was a dairy farm producing milk for Ben and Jerry's ice cream. We had them on the podcast in 2019 They diversified and started growing hemp for CBD.
3: And Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to the customer, cutting out all the cost associated with getting on the shelves at stores. They have CBD products for every occasion and offer tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even for that anxious dog of yours they have pet products Ooh, I need
2: to get some for my dog that's barking all the time but mm-hmm. I'll tell you this I use these the sour bears so good they are CBD gummies I literally, no joke I take these every night they help me sleep and it's almost bedtime <laughs>
3: Yep, and I still, as said it before, I'll say it again, you go to a long show, you come home, my 42-year-old ankles are not what they used to be, and I rub that salve all over them and uh, put them up, enjoy a, a nice cocktail, and uh, just let it ooze right into those sore bones. And you know what, folks, all you Comes to Time fans, if you check them out at sunsetlakecbd.com and use promo code TIME, T-I-M-E, you'll get 20% off all products. That's sunsetlakecbd.com. Use promo code TIME, 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer owned, Vermont grown. Thank you. Get you some.
4: Every time, like even we'll have like 10 days off in a second here. And we'll all go back to our perspective places and bring something from life. You know, more, more life stuff, but music stuff to you, but just like experience and what did you go through? You go through like emotionally and stuff like that. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's one specific so thing,
0: I didn't mean to cut you off. Are you done? Yeah, yeah I'll just say one specific thing I, I, I borrow from Schofield was his use of duos during the, like when you're playing and jamming and, and improvising. And cutting cutting it down to duos of, of any sort and then bringing yeah. the band back in after like 32 bars and like, you know, having that that different color, you know. And like we we do that sometimes and it's like that's part yeah. of like the, the Schofield experience. Like he did that every night and we do drums and guitar and just beast out and then the band will come back in. The crowd would roar and it's like this thing, you know. So, so Deitch,
4: like, yeah. Because when we're in Lettuce, we're on stage and Lettuce, dice can talk to us if you don't know. Deitch, we use it as a very minimalistic. We don't talk very much to each other. But every once in a while, dice will say, me and Zoet, or Zoet and I, or, or Jesus and Zoetis, or Nigel and Schmines. And he'll just <laughs> say that in the mic. We all cut out, and it's just magic every time. And you, you come back in, just gigantic. You know?
3: It's really at least the quarterback <laughs> sitting in the pocket calling audibles well, it's 100%. the best man well, you know,
0: it's like it's like lee scratch perry like you know like a dub like a you know like dub reggae they would take different tracks out you know and, and yeah. then focus on just the horns for a second yeah the delay. so i'm thinking like that like a mixing board the band's a mixing Wait. board and like Wait. these two are on fire oh. right now i just want to hear these two right now you know <laughs> you know <laughs> like, <laughs> You're cosmically
3: just pulling the pulling the up and down, bringing yeah, it, up, just like bringing it feel, down. feels
0: like a mix, you know and like ev- yeah, and everyone knows everyone's thinking that too, you know they're like, oh man, it'd be great with just like a bass and sax breakdown for like yeah. thirty bars, you know like they, they know yeah. that that's gonna work, you know, and they'll make it work even if they don't realize it, you know because like once the you know once the drums drop out, and these guys can really show their rhythmic how funky they are without drums like
3: they don't need yeah. me to be funky. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. did you grow up I, going to, did you grow up going to hip-hop shows adam oh uh, definitely definitely I, I
0: mean i had you know started getting tapes hip-hop tapes when i was like eight nine ten years old i started taping the radio after that yeah and then it was like <laughs> you know i saw you know keras i saw Rockham, i saw um Eminem, me and Jesus saw Eminem, so, just coming out like early, early well, He days. had
4: brown, he had brown hair back then, dude. He, didn't <laughs> have him, he wasn't even talking to Dr. Dre yet. We saw him on the on that tour. That was so crazy. And he came right up right up to us. We found him somehow. We found him in the audience, dude. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Right. that? Where's the real drugs? At? He's over now. Thank God. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, yeah. we we're like we got weed. No. and we're like okay dude.
0: okay all right <laughs> but, you know, but yeah it yeah, was we definitely <laughs> out there like you know the yeah. shows yeah. like you know within reason you know within, because obviously the early days of hip-hop so you got to be careful with the shows but you know, definitely like the wetlands was a great place to see hip hop. Like, you know, yeah. Pete Shapiro's club was was, you know, I saw the Roots there early. Like, a yeah. lot of like Slick Rick would be there, you know, and different That's kind Jurassic of 5 like, and stuff like yeah, that. Back all then, that. Too. Yeah, all yeah. that.
4: Awesome. and Dice just went and saw um, Ghostface Kill and Wiz Khalifa two days ago. We no, love it. Yeah. right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
4: Big shout outs to Wiz Khalifa and Wiz Khalifa's band Wiz Khalifa and Wiz Khalifa from band. Yeah. Mike Nelson. You're a bad cat, man. Oh. And uh, just their their band was so dope and they were so nice to us, Wiz Khalifa's band is fire and the DJ is and, awesome.
0: And shout out to the backyard band that that played before them that and they they just came out and played the real super so Go-Go right. like that you that is just like the heart of the city. And and, uh, and and the two different styles. There's the bounce beat and the traditional beat, and they they did both. They kind of represented for like the bounce beat, you know, things. It's a whole different beat, you know. So it was, it was cranking. It was, it was cranking. Like I'm like, it was cranking. It was cranking. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my god, I love you guys' energy so much. <laughs> so, so did you meet? Did you meet Schmeen's Zoid, Nigel, Benny, everybody at the same time, or did people, how did that come about? Does it happen in Is
4: in? I met Kraft in the so I remember I met I met Deitch and Deitch took me to Kraz's room to meet Kraz just for a pop-in real quick and I remember when I walked in his his uh, dorm room he was playing his Strat but he was slapping it like it was a bass and he was slapping it like it was like a four string bass like, who is this country funky kid is funky right now so, I'm not sure how everybody all met but I remember Deitch taking me to, to Kraz's crib and I remember Schmeens coming down to, 2 we were in 270 Commonwealth going to jam and me, Kraz, Deitch, Zoidis, Schmeens, and hey, we were all in there, man. I don't know. I remember us all being in there real.
0: Yeah. We just started rolling around like a game, you know, and we, and we started playing and just, it was just like e, E-funk, you know, for three <laughs> hours, you know, and. So I got it. When did you meet Nigel? <laughs> Nigel the was like later, like so, like he's living in Maine, and Zoidish just keeps hitting us like every th- every three months. Like, yo, there's that this is- dude, Nigel Hall. Nigel Hall. He lives here, and he's amazing. And like, I'm telling you, he's incredible. And we're like, yeah, okay, so, like, yeah, all right, man. You know, he and knows we like, don't oh, believe. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, we just like we didn't believe him for some reason. You know, it was like, and then like another year went by, and he's like, you guys, there's this guy nigel you know like and finally like we nigel came to brooklyn you know and i was like off tour finally and we could hang out and he came to brooklyn it was me him and crash hanging out and we were like instant best friends and like he like you know explained that he would to listen to lettuce since he was a little kid with his mom and like you know it's part of his dna like our our band and what we what we did was a part of his life you know growing up wow. in dc and part
4: of yeah. his Mother passed away and that we mm. she and he listened to it together so i was like okay there's no arguing that that's uh, yeah, that it's, it's part of part of his
0: bond you know it's part of his life yeah. and like when he's you know when he you know b- when we were blessed to 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 hear him and 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 just be like oh my god this guy can play like this and and, and anyway. sing like that you know like it's just such a rare situation to so someone just, that can really play keys and sing like that
4: you know i got about Mike Clark though, because there's just something about that Herbie Quartet that brings mm. us all together, including you too. Like it brings us. There's something about that Herbie Quartet that just brings us all together. You know, like hear Dice doing those Mike Clark licks and then playing pocket like that, and then you hear knives j- jump in on the roads and pocket out with them. It's just like it makes your heart feel good. It makes your whole body feel good, and you feel that. Yeah, so, if, we like you know, the
0: same eras of funk. We 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 all yeah. like. We all like East Bay yeah. Funk. You know, We all like Herbie Funk. Yep. We all love and respect James Funk, J.B. Funk. Yeah. Uh, yes. P. You know, funk, Parliament yeah. Funk. Yep. You know, there's different kinds of funk. There,
4: there, there's, yep. you know... Go, Latrice go. Uh, Is, you
2: know, if, if, Jimmy, I heard most
4: of my funk after pop, so the first time I ever heard, you know, We Want Bootsy was We Want Easy on Easy Does It on Easy yeah, E's record. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Interesting. It's like... What brought me into a lot of it? You, know, like, you realize you heard a lot of records from different places. Rock Him, the first place I ever heard Schoolboy Crush by far was
3: Rock Him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I learned yeah, so definitely. much about music through hip hop, through the Beastie Boys, through, oh, I mean, dude. just so oh, much. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I see, well, yeah, my, my,
2: you know, it's funny because the era that I'm from, <clears throat> you know, I'm almost 60. So mm. when when it first came out, I felt very threatened by the sample. I was like, oh, my God, they're just gonna sample us and not hire us (laughs) or sample my heroes and not even give a shit about listening to me to sample me because you already got, you know, Zig and George Porter and you got all the greats to be sampled already, you know. Yeah. and i thought oh my god i'm never going to be able to make a living i chose the wrong uh, career you know? not, but i um, didn't realize that it was not, like um, these guys were like archivists and a lot yeah. of people were getting turned on to yeah. cool stuff that happened with me with like follow for now when i was in atlanta in my early 20s i don't you guys know david ryan harris yes. he plays with uh incredible singer and songwriter he lived in atlanta and had a band called follow for now And his drummer, uh, Enrique, super young. You know, I was trying to mentor him a little bit, and I was teaching him about Zig. I mean, he learned to play playing air drums. He couldn't afford a kit. And when he finally got a kit, he could already play. Wow! That's what kind of a Jedi this kid is. Yeah, (laughs) he was one of our favorite drummers. So I was telling him about Zig Molesi from uh, The Meters and he said i don't know him and so he's playing so i'm at his little apartment and some hip-hop thing comes on and it's zig sample I was like that's it i said let me Wild. play you the actual song that comes from and so you can hear the meters and the whole." so you know he was like oh yeah so he was already playing zig
3: yeah but he didn't know and i could hear it hip-hop hip-hop's like like a map to a scavenger hunt sometimes like where it's like you hear a beat you hear like like Johnny Royale a Beasties tune starts with this and I was like that riff's been in my head forever and I never knew it was the song (laughs) Sharon by David Bromberg and I was just like (laughs) I know years later I heard the riff and I'm like that's it that's been in here for two decades but i never knew what it was and then i found it and it's like great i could check that off you know and it's just it it gives you like an encyclopedia of snippets very ahead of its you know hip-hop was almost kind of like well ahead of its time with this kind of one minute 60 second culture brain that we have now that like yeah (laughs) hip-hop was kind of that like here's a piece of this here's a piece of that if you want to find it go search, go to your record store talk to the guy who works there and you know mm-hmm. what was this sample in that and it was pretty neat man it, it was like a
0: and, and now we have who sampled.com which will tell you anything you want to know about what you really? sample you know that what's that thing on that L cool, Kuzey or who sampled yeah. Mavis Staples? And they'll give you every rap record that sampled Mavis or every rap record that sampled Herbie or, you know, like Good, so all these yeah.
2: guys can go get paid. Exactly. <laughs> Mavis could exactly. be
0: like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Cause I know some of them don't pay. Some of them do. I think Leo Nocitelli's getting, getting taken
0: care
2: of. Gotta go get it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah, y'all really helped me with Dilla because finally uh, you know, I was studying bluegrass while hip hop was coming up with the kernel. You know, it was in a completely different yeah. thing. You know, going back to yeah. like Charlie Christian and old uh, mm. Delta blues and bluegrass and country. But recently, probably I would say in the last, I don't know, seven, eight years or whatever, it was Dilla's birthday would roll around, and all my friends and their feeds would just get loaded up with Dilla. So. Mm. I went onto YouTube and I found Dilla without all the, it was instrumental. Cause I still, I don't want to hear about bitches and hoes and all that oh, no, stuff. I instrumental. He
0: has, he has but dames and weeks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I listened to all this stuff and then it, I got it. I was like, Oh, <laughs> he's like Picasso. He's putting the eyeball here and yeah. turning the mouth this way. Yeah. And then people are actually like trying to play like that, what he, the way he, and then I started doing more just like research about him. And I realized, oh, these guys know so much music because they're just bin divers. They just dive record bins. They yes. know more of music than I do, <laughs> you know, because they're that
3: voracious. <laughs> Took a different their, route. Maybe, bend, but, yeah. They're yeah.
2: archivists really, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they, you know, <laughs> I, of the culture. I was I, like, wow.
3: I've been preaching "De la Soul" to Oteil for a while now. I think you would love them because it's just such heartfelt lyrics, and it's just.
2: Well, I will say Roots was one group, the one group that I really like, where I actually got the record, played it, "Illadelph Half Life," mm. and uh, and just from being young, because I remember when Public Enemy came out at first, and there's just something about Chuck D and his voice. But also the way they put it together that I've really. And, I mean, that's like, the Shockley brothers. It.
0: Shout out to Hank and Keith Shock Lee. You know, good, Yeah, I feel know, that. They're, they're I always de- have. You know, genius producers who mixed multiple layers of samples together in ways that were sometimes tonal, sometimes not. You All know, right. introducing just, r- that, just rhythmic. Whole, yeah, it's a polytonal kind of way of looking at it because you now you start hearing the sax. In that key, even though the bass lines in C and you're hearing the sax and F sharp and it's like, this is out, you know, but it's now it's in your head as this polytonal piece, you know? Yeah. And that's what me and Jesus respected the most was like how it didn't really agree with modern harmony. And here we are in Berkeley going through like harmony class and we're like kind of like into like some other thing at that time, you know?
2: And I'm glad you point that out, because I think that might have been a barrier for me, too. You know, that was before I was really into Sun Ra and listening to things just as a well, tonal harmony.
4: Don't forget, <laughs> people talk monstrous shit, you know what I mean? They always talk shit, so then there's people talking shit, and, and then you go, oh, well, they must be right. This is not, you know, like people talk, when the hip-hop came out, people talked a bunch of crap, you know, k rap yeah. Not, that's not music that's crap you know that's not real like that's not like, people fewer are always going to do that about weird art that's new new dope art that's just can't you just can't handle it And you go i don't like it you know no you, you that's not what you actually mean what you mean is you feel something and you can't figure out what you feel yeah. <laughs> you know? i never Most
2: talked crap about it but i definitely didn't really get it people and did I, because do- my 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 uh filters it took colonel bruce to un, to destroy those filters yeah. of expectation sure. you know i was just like an instrumentalist basically yeah. so there was so much that i was like uh, that's why i didn't really I, the grateful dead i was just like uh, you know it wasn't Wayne and elvin yeah. and, and you so know the report and all yeah, yeah. Uh, mike clark and Herbie, yeah. and yeah. paul Jack, you know it was just yeah. a different thing my thing was just narrow Basically. Well, you know,
0: I, I'm 46 today, you know, and um, the one thing yeah. I am learning is that you you become more open-minded musically as you get older, you yeah. know, and you find things and things that your 20-year-old self wasn't trying to hear, and that's yeah. okay, you know, and, and I'm checking out music that's like some whole other thing, you know, and yeah. like and that's part of you know growing as a human being and growing your sonic spectrums of of, of what you listen to and what you let into your cellular structure and your blood and your your vibe. so you know i just wanted to interject with that
2: no i think it's it's very true and i find that a lot of times what gets me into uh new music is the people's human story aside from the music so that's how kind of how i'm approaching rap and hip-hop now like you know yeah. bruce story. helped me understand the folk musics but the very yeah. old ones i have an old orientation i just get it from my parents i guess like herbie mm-hmm. and all that was new that was the new shit right. <laughs> you know um, okay. so, um but now i'm like well hip-hop and rap is just the folk music of the hood i grew up there in the hood, in Southeast Washington, right? Where Nigel's from, right? Yeah, same, same, same block. A little bit of that, the prophet has no honor in his hometown. I was like, oh man, that's just some dudes around the way, you know, Um, (laughs) but I'm like, oh, this is the folk music. Just listen to it. That's the story. That's Mm -hmm. its story. It's no different from any of the other folk musics that I really love. I appreciate them all for their story. And I know yeah, that story. story I grew up true. in that story, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I was just the nerd in that story. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's okay. The nerd man. listening to Holdsworth, and you know? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and Kofi, we were like, you know, that was our jam. We were like, hey, you know.
0: The Can you recommend one good Alan Holdsworth record for us to go, go and, and Oh, my it? God just go to the bin where should we start Close where your we... eyes
2: start the beginning at iou the first holdsworth record i heard was not a holdsworth record is a band called uk which was bill bruford oh yeah okay. and um hold you ready to sound
0: jesus i i need to remember this, this record Man.
2: <laughs> uk and there's a tune called in the dead of night Ooh. and uh kofi's kofi was like ottil you have to hear this guitar player right so he plays me this record, and I'm trying to figure out which one. Where, I'm like, where's the guitar? Like, I think I hear a violin, <laughs> but I was like, I was uh-huh. like, well, that's got to be the guitar, but I never heard a guitar do that. Mm-hmm. Like, how is he doing that? Uh-huh. You know? And then much later, uh, you know, Holsworth did some Bruford records, and then he did some Tony Williams Lifetime, all that stuff. Yeah. But then he put out his first solo record, I O U. Woo! Wow, dude, he yeah, just like I, the whole guitar world yes. just went. Poof. It was like a tsunami came through it.
0: Interesting.
2: And oh, get IOU, man, and then okay. all of them, Velvet Darkness, you know. uh, yeah. uh Get all the records, man. They're, hey they're man, it's my birthday. I think, I think I'm ready for some.
0: Uh, some-, some ah,
2: of this yeah. Your brain will just start coming out your ears man <laughs> like <laughs> melted wax it's so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he just thought he thought he was so critical of himself he would drink himself into a near stupor oh, no. before every gig no he would go and have like 20 chords lights no
4: um,
2: hey alan holdsworth so really? about to us. I'm just like <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So that's why I always am telling my students and stuff do it afraid. Mm. Do it afraid. Like you just. Yeah.
0: Stage fright is real. And me and Jesus are just, we were just talking about how calm we are going onto stage these days and how that good that feels to not have all these nerves and feeling good on song one, downbeat one. Like. Feeling relaxed, yeah. like you've been there forever. I, I feel like every time I've seen you, yeah, too. You, you emanate this like relaxed oh, vibe. That's, like we're just that's trying to not kill. at all.
2: It have, I'm the exact opposite. I wish people could cool. enter my no. body about hey. two hours before I have to play.
4: Getters yeah, everywhere, huh? And,
2: or even like let's say thirty minutes before I have to play, and yeah. they would be like, "Oh my god, this is how you feel before you go on." When I had a, <laughs> the same band all the time like the peacemakers, I had that feeling. And that's probably, you guys have been together so long that it's just like that pair of jeans that you've had since freaking high school, (laughs) if you can still fit
4: into it, you know? But yeah, Yeah. our bodies, because they're so complex, is that there's probably our bodies are blasting off these chemicals that we need to be in front of that many people and keep our together So before you're on stage, you're getting blasted with these chemicals inside your body. It's like drugs, you know. And you're getting yeah. all this these, these hormones and this this testosterone, adrenaline. Need yeah. to sure. play, but you're not on stage yet. So you're going. I feel nervous, like and a then volcano then, like, is about to excited. go. You
3: know.
4: yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. If you change
4: Crazy. the word "nervous" to "excited," I like to tell young musicians: <laughs> Just change the word, what you think you're feeling to excited. That's you crazy. know, I'm excited to play the show. I'm, I'm getting adrenaline to play the show. I'm not, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. You know, exactly. You know,
2: Greg Almond, It never went away, and oh, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever told this story in the podcast, but um, it's it's like it's okay to tell, and yes. I think it's good for people to know, for young musicians to know. Well, one time, I, you know, about a weekend, everybody's doing laundry. You know, I'm going to find the laundry room in the hotel. And Stacy's, uh, Stacy uh, Fountain, who was uh, Greg's girlfriend at the time, was dragging this big, in the biggest laundry bag I've ever seen. It was like four laundry bags in one. And yeah. I was like, damn, I know there's two of y'all, y'all got that much laundry in a week. She goes, well, you know how much Greg sweats. You know, he's <laughs> always got that, those nerves before he plays. So oh, wow. he apparently, would pretty much sweat through one shirt from the hotel to the gig, wow. change, do a, another shirt, like, on stage, yeah. might sweat through that one, change at the break, wow. sweat through that one, and then do another one on the bus. Three
4: shirts tonight.
2: Bet, like, or four. Yo. Or four. Yeah.
4: For and anyone like, that's
0: not like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would
4: be so smart so calm you would just never know that the coolest the coyote like the coolest coyote like, you know, but, uh, uh, and, and he
2: told me he said man it never went away and because i asked him about it, i was like i'm so sick of this i wonder if it'll ever go like i'm in my early 30s at this point and um he said uh it never went away man but i i wonder if it did I might have a terrible show or like I just ah, may be yeah. supposed to be like he accepted it on that level. Like, like yeah. what you're saying, Jesus, like, Hey, I'm excited. I'm not nervous. Like this is right. part of it. And yeah. it does. It, it, it's definitely fuel. And when I'm not nervous anymore and I'm shifted to joy, then that's when yeah. my smile, you know, so. Jesus has
4: this
0: saying before we go on stage, if, if I'm nervous, he's like, Bro, all we got to do is play bass and drums, bro. Me and you, nice. bass and drums. And if we're locked, the show is going to be locked. And I always, like, I, I, it's in the back of my head before we go on stage every time. Like, it's me and you, homie. Like, we're going to go in there. We're going to make it happen, you know, and let these cats build and be creative and improvise on top of what we're doing, you know?
2: Yeah, as long as yeah. you've been playing together, like, locked is the word.
1: You yeah, that's the vibe.
2: You guys are so. <laughs> my sister is super into guys, man. Like,
1: <laughs> hey,
2: it's great, Leilani and and a, and Adaro too, man. they we the rock lettuce, man. Yeah, they're <laughs> awesome. Sure.
3: Man. But you gotta go. You gotta go enjoy your birthday, man. Yeah,
2: yeah I'm still,
0: I, I'm. I, is my cou- I, You know, I take, I'm actually out in space, but when I get back home, I'm I'm gonna be on my couch and I'm gonna probably watch a little NBA action and uh. But yeah, and, you, know, you know my girlfriend who's uh, nursing a sore knee oh and, uh, um, yeah oh, so i'm, I'm literally just gonna kick it you know probably got to order some food relax
2: you guys are the best man thank you so much for love doing you, the podcast. <laughs> much love to you my mind is blown thank all you now. are
4: you gonna be down in new orleans at all
2: yes first week you went I mean, down in new
4: orleans man. Yeah. yeah,
2: I'm headed down. I'm okay. playing. Uh,
4: I hope to give you a hug.
2: Yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday I'm playing
4: in New Orleans. Cool. Okay, hope to see you, give you a hug, and love you so much. Love to your family, safety, and, and protection, prosperity. Bless
2: you. Same to you, man. Absolutely. love you guys. Love you too, man. Happy Always. birthday, Thank brother. You. Thank
4: you Happy for being here. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having me man. New album, <laughs> Unify, June 3rd. Let us. Yeah, unified.
2: Man. I unified. love y'all's message too. Y'all always come just like straight down the line with the message. <laughs> unify.
4: Love. Be nice. Be kind. Treat yeah. yourself have patience with yourself. <laughs> yeah.
0: Unify. Yeah, unify. Let's let's get together. Yeah, get together.
3: Amen. All right. Be well. you next we'll see time, guys. Yeah. yeah. Nice Watch meeting you. <laughs> <laughs>